The following program was produced by Community Producer. The content, views, and opinions expressed are the sole responsibility of the Community Producer and do not reflect Malden Access Television, the City of Malden, or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Good evening, Malden. Welcome to 02148 Live. My name is Mike Sharon. I am your host for the evening. I'm very excited about tonight's show. Uh, welcome to the program. It is Wednesday, October 16th. Hope everybody's having a wonderful fall. We've got a big nor'easter coming, I guess, tonight. I used to think nor'easters were just snow, but uh, a lot of rain, a lot of wind coming in tonight, so we'll batten down the hatches later. But for right now, uh, I'm very uh Pleased to introduce to you my first guest tonight, my only guest, thankfully. We were on for an hour, but it is my friend and the author of the FFP Method, Miss Sharon Filia. Sharon, welcome to the program. Thank you, Mike, for having me this evening. Thank you so much. Now, you are no stranger to this town, <laughs> to this small I do a and, lot here, yeah. You so. do a lot, and we're going to get uh, into that stuff, but I'm so excited uh, to talk about uh, some of the things you've been working on, uh, especially this FFP method, and we're going to get into that, but maybe if you could just at the top here explain what that is and what it stands for. The FFP method is an acronym for the Filio Fall Prevention Method. Um, it is a, as, as named, a fall prevention method for seniors, that is, individuals. It's, it's geared towards age uh, 65 and older, although anyone can participate, of course. But this is a very, very uh, targeted program to help um, allay the issues that um, that occur with falling. So one out of every three um, hospital, hospitalizations after the age of 65 are due to these complications from falls. Wow. Yeah. And uh, this has been your life's work, or did you slowly? Well, it it, it, it sort of morphed into yeah. this sort of um, sort of this critical mass when I saw a tremendous need. There seems to be a dearth of, of, of programs of this sort geared towards this demographic. And unfortunately, what I have seen, not to impugn anyone, of course, sure. was that the current uh, balance, fall prevention and balance exercise programs are just inadequate. And I, you saw a need. I saw a need, right? And, um, and I, this class is, uh, this program is based on bodybuilding. And which you are, you yes, are a bodybuilder. I'm, I'm, I'm a former pro bodybuilder. Wow. Figure bodybuilder since retired after a few knee surgeries, but, um, but, but what I noticed and what helped to galvanize this program was that when I was competing, you would see the 70 plus division. And you would see men and women over the age of 70 competing in bodybuilding and figure, and they looked amazing. And I, you know, the, the musculature, and a little note, um, as you get older, your muscles look a lot better than they do when you're a teenager. So, uh, so, really? so when you're, yeah. It hasn't so, quite happened to me yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's still time. But anyway, but, but, but I would see this, and I said, hmm, how can I sort of mold this and make this into a, a program that all seniors can do? So this program is for people from 65 to 100 plus. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty humbling. And does it, does it uh, encompass nutrition and diet and as well as? No, no, it doesn't. Okay. This class uh, targets strengthening the muscle complexes necessary for ambulation and balance. It is a very ah, specific. Very targeted. Type. Yes, it is yes. targeted, and that's and that's a big problem that exists. As I mentioned, is that a lot of exercise programs or some of them kind of sort of work around the muscle, but they don't. 
target the muscle, and that's a different type of workout. And so that's why my, my uh, class is a little different. My program is a little different. And that's going to uh, make a world of difference as far as these yes. folks and their balance and their strength. Yes, and, um, and also it is multifactorial because when you, it, just in general, when you feel better about yourself, you are less inclined to be depressed. Depression is a big problem in seniors, a big problem throughout, throughout the United sure. States population. But depression is linked to feelings of worthlessness and what is called learned helplessness. Learned helplessness is a term um, coined by a doctor, Marty Seligman at the University of Pennsylvania. And what he, and through his tri clinical trials and studies, determined was that when someone feels depressed, they are less likely to try new things, um, to be proactive in their health, proactive in their care. They kind of shut down. So by, so by exercising, not even just with the FFP method, but just in general, you keep yourself pretty gosh darn happy. Absolutely. And we, we talked a little bit before the show. I mean, that pertains to, like, I do a little bit of running. I'm training for a, a half marathon coming wow. up. And my, you know, when you're kind of uh, have a setback with an injury, yes. like your foot's bothering and you can't do right. what you need to do and want to do, right. I mean, it's very frustrating and you do become depressed about Right. So imagine. And so it's any age, obviously. Right. So imagine if you had a chronic condition. Let's yeah. say, I don't know, you had a chronic back or injury or condition. Yeah. And you've had it for years. This grinds you down sort of emotionally, and you get depressed. Yep. So part of the tenet of this program and the classes that I instruct currently is that there's no judgment. I will never compare anyone, nor will I let any of the other participants say, hey, you, you do as many as she does. The class is designed so that everyone feels emotionally safe. This is a big component because you have people who may have just lost a spouse. Yeah. They may be in the throes of chemotherapy. They may have a stomach ache. They may have just, they may be stressed out about something. All of this can affect how you exercise. And of course, there are people who are very private and they'd rather not share that. Sure. So as an instructor, I need to be sensitive to that. That if someone can't do what someone else is doing, that's okay. And that they are safe to do their best and to know that there's always a time to come back. And so I do this sort of gentle, gentle encouragement, lots of positive reinforcement. Yeah. And I, and I, what I like to tell people is that I am their adopted daughter for that session. I'm there to take care of them the same way that their kids would. Now, is this for – now, you're currently going around teaching, yes, correct? Yes, all over. <laughs> all over. Um, but there's obviously different levels of uh, – functionality that these folks yes. have and so but can they all participate is that what you're saying and, and you just oh yes that's actually a good question to an extent so okay so for the class itself um, I would quote-unquote exclude you if you were eligible for assisted living if you are at the point where you have other um, medical issues that supersede balance uh, balance exercises like say um, very very uh, very very serious heart issues right um, anything like that very very serious respiratory you are not eligible for this class okay That's so this class then. right there's a, there's a criteria it's not super narrow but but if you are tremendously compromised this class would not be safe for you and so that's why in the class I, I really very, very rarely have had to exclude anyone, but if I see someone's having a hard time and I say, mm, I don't think this class is for you. Also, um, in cases of um, uh, dementia, if I see someone declining extremely cognitively, mm -hmm. so what happens with dementia, expressive and receptive communication declines greatly. So if I'm giving an instruction, say, okay, we're going to raise our hands over, over our head, over your head, and they're struggling to understand what I'm saying, that would be one of the exclusionary criteria. And I would see that. Okay. So it's not just physiological, it's also neurological criteria. So when you go to a, a facility, mm -hmm. do you, when you first, I mean, are you interviewing them or is this kind of? Uh, no, actually right now, I mean, as, and, and we'll actually talk about this as we, um, as because Mass General has so graciously, um, <laughs> 
greenlit uh, greenlit this program for wow. a longitudinal clinical trial. Once we get to the white right, once once we get to the clinical trial, they they must go through it like not not like a vetting process, right. but they have to go through. Um, a process whereas they would be excluded for, for different, sure. we actually have a list of criteria. For the purposes of my classes right now, what I do, I sort of just eyeball it. Yeah. So so I see, uh, so I and I constantly walk around the class, I'm watching and yeah. I'm seeing and I'm just keep, keep sure. keeping a close eye. But 90% of the time people will self, will kind of self-regulate and they'll say, okay, this class isn't for me. So I haven't had too, too much of a problem. Most of the people, do uh, fairly well. And uh, are, do you are you teaching a lot? Are you yes. Moving around yes. a lot around I'm, the state. Yes. Yeah. I'm exhausted right now. <laughs> well, I'm so tired. I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> You're exhausted, state. I yeah. am. <laughs> a good um, exhausted. Uh, that's fantastic. So, uh, so that's a big deal, Mass General. Yeah, uh, it is. Going ahead with that, and we can talk a little bit about that later. Mm -hmm. But as I alluded to at the beginning, you're very active down here in Malden Access I for am. many, many years. Yeah. And you actually had a television show, at yes. least one. I can't Sh keep up with it. Sharon's Full Body and Fitness. Right. And I also co-hosted West New Massachusetts with, with Sam Balshrusis over at Somerville Scat TV for a while. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. We got to meet a lot of people. But, but, but the fall prevention uh, program is really turned turned into a real just real project of mine. Yeah. I want to help to change the paradigm of what aging is because it's from what I see it's your lifestyle lifestyle and you see more uh, seniors who are just taking better care of themselves and living longer and living well. Yeah. And do you think that can start at, at earlier? <laughs> it can. It can. However, I've met people who started working out at 80. Okay, so yeah. it, can, it can start right then and there, it can and start, you can change it, your lifestyle at that. Yes. Now, yeah. now of course, uh, notwithstanding serious issues. So, so the way it works is that let's say you have COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder, right? right. And you have issues with breathing. You have to get a, a handle on that first before you should be doing any kind of other exercise. Because remember, breathing. Your heart, lungs, all of that takes precedence over everything. So, so that's why at the top of each class, I, I instruct everyone, I give the caveat, if at any point you don't feel well, you have a pain that comes from out of nowhere, you have difficulty, but you stop. And I'm watching the class sure. as well. So okay. if I see someone blanch, their face goes a little pale, yeah. I'll kind of slow them down and say, why don't you just you know, take a break and get a glass of water or something. And I'm just, I just I try to stay on top of it. So as opposed to teaching a younger demographic, teaching an older demographic is very stressful, because, especially because I care Absolutely. and I worry. And I see, I see adult children sometimes of the participants. And whether or not you, you know that, your, your kids worry about you. Always, yeah. they may not tell you, but they're just constantly worried about about older parents. Mm -hmm. Sure, and they'll sit in, right? Family members so, uh, you at know, times. You know, it's weird. Or do they say you go? No, sometimes one lady in my class. Mom's all yours for an hour. She, right? She's ninety, yeah. so she brought her her daughter in who was sixty. She couldn't keep up with her mom. It was. It's really See funny. That? Yeah, That's it's really funny. And and the mother said, "Ha!" So it's <laughs> got so. Because, I like that. Because the mother had been doing the class and her daughter hadn't. So her daughter said, and so you see the face. She's looking at her mother like, I can't believe mom is doing it. Mom is like 90 and just, you know, killing the class. So it's about muscle acclimation, which brings me to my next point. Muscle acclimation has nothing to do with age, nothing to do with age. So this is good stuff. It is. So and, and what that means is that. Whatever you put into exercise, you get back out. So ostensibly, if you are 90 years old and you run 20 miles a day and you go to head with someone 20 years old who doesn't work out, right, that 90-year-old is going to, when it comes to run, it's going to beat out that 20-year-old because, because of the lifestyle difference. It's incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and there's plenty of evidence of that, right? Yes, and I see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, that's um, what I mean. I mean, yeah. So, yeah. so, so my oldest participant, he was 103, and a large swath are in their mid-90s in my classes. It's really, 
it's really something. It really is. It's it's amazing. And they say, and I tell people, you're not old until you can say your baby is pushing eighty. Yeah. So uh, so there's one lady. She said, oh, this is my daughter. She just turned seventy seven. I'm like. And I said, oh, yeah, because Mrs. So-and-so is 100. It's really something. Well, you told me statistically the life expectancy is is changing, the projection. Yes. So right now, my numbers, I'm not, uh, because I I actually wrote about this. I I wrote an article about this. Centenarians number roughly 7,000 in the United States. That number is going to double every four to five years. The, the, the new high projection for the year 2030, somewhere around there, 2040, is going to be 125 for women and 108 for men. That's mm-hmm. insane. It is. It is. Isn't it? 108, I like that. I'm, I'm right at the halfway <laughs> mark. I thought I was, you know, more no, than like the 14th no. hole, oh, but no, I'm you're, oh, no, you're just, just ready to turn oh, no, to the back nine. Way to go. And, and it's so, because if you think about it, back in the 1930s and 40s, right, 40 was considered old. And you were lucky yes, to make it to well, 65, wait. 70. Now 60 is nothing 70 is the new 50s well that's so. right well the advances in in, yes. in medicine and in, in, in yes. the way people work out and nutrition and all those things right and heart stents and um and statins that they use oh. for for people who have heart issues yeah and also chemotherapy is becoming more streamlined people are having less side effects all of this is helping people live longer but not only longer but better and that's the key Yes. The lifestyle change. And that just makes you feel good. Anybody knows out there, after a good workout, oh God, it's like you a high, feel good. It's, it's like a, a high, right. isn't it? Yeah. And you run. How, how far do you run when you actually, you're I'm know. turning the interview around. How she's, far, she's how far do you? She's a host. I knew this was going <laughs> to. No, I d- I'd like to run, you know, 5 and 10 Ks, but I'm going oh, to try to do a, a half marathon in a few weeks. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so let me ask but you. But my foot is hurting. Oh. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe I should go to one of your classes. So I need to ask you, real quick off topic, what do you, what do you think about that marathoner who, who came in under two hours? You hear about him? Uh, the, the last Boston Marathon? No, or, or it was Chicago? It was, no, was, it, was, it was a marathon. It was a few days ago. Yeah, he I thought I saw something in the news. One, yeah, that, that's one, insane. 159, which it's means insane. he was doing 430 splits on the Oh, my goodness. Like, that is. Do you think you'll be able to do that? Are you going to break two hours, Mike? You, no, no. <laughs> I, I think uh, the defibrillator should follow me the whole way. I, I don't think I'm going to. That is insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so a bit challenging, but um, more worried about the weather because it races in November. Oh, gosh. And uh, as long know, as who knows? We could have a 60-degree day and, yeah. uh, or a you know, 10 degree day. And with marathons, you want the temperature to be a little bit lower, right? Yeah, on the cool side. Yeah. This is a half marathon, so um, That's not, but what, still. 13 miles 13. or so? That's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, good, it's a good enough challenge <laughs> for, for this guy. So, um, but yeah, but so, mm-hmm. like I said, you have these, but you need to put in the training. Yes, and, and it's very when, specific training. Uh, yeah, and, and, and when injury prevents you from getting out there, it, 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 Sometimes it it's depressing, and you get and like and, and being an athlete when you can't work out, you can get a little cranky, you know, because you're used to a routine, you know. But even if if you just think about anyone, you have a routine. Maybe you get up and go to Starbucks for coffee in the morning. If all of a sudden someone says you can't go to Starbucks in the morning, you would get upset. God, yeah. You would say, right. well, no, this is what I do. And all of a sudden, like, you can't, you know, walk. You restrictions, can't. yeah. You would get depressed, depressed because yeah. it's something you want to do. It's a freedom that you've lost. Right. And the quality of life, and I tell my classes this, doesn't come from the big things. Quality of life comes from being able to get out of bed, walking to the bathroom, preparing a cup of coffee, being able to tie your shoes, to bend over to tie your shoes, mm. to be able to talk and answer the phone. Things, these seemingly banal things that we do every day is part of who you are. It's part of what makes you you, your habits. That's right. Where you work, your friends, being able to have relationships. And when this is impeded, it can cause depression. Yeah. Yeah, it's really something. So, and uh, your all this work is combating that for yes. these folks. And, um, and, the, and the exercise program, uh, even though it's based on bodybuilding... I also study pro-athletic training. So I study films of Bobby Orr, 
Muhammad Ali. Oh, there's my guy. Sugar Ray Robinson, Jake LaMotta, right? Uh, I watch, I watch, I go on YouTube, I look at the films of how, of how the Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I watch how these guys move. And I bring that to the class. So, so some of the exercises, it dovetails with the bodybuilding. So we do exercises that are analogous to what professional athletes do. Wow. Mm-hmm. And earlier you said how it can it can grind on you if you have a chronic injury, right? Yes. Month after month. And that's yes. pretty much, you know, Gronk, who yes. retired, said he was just tired of being hurt all the time. Right. right. His back and all these injuries and rehab and it wears and on you mentally. And, right. And the concussion. Right. And and a lot of you he, know he couldn't be happier now that he's, right. he's healing and Right. And he's he's won a few su- Super Bowl rings, so I think he's good. But he's a smart guy. You yeah. know, he said, you know, let me let me get Live out my of life. This. Yeah. yeah. And a yeah. lot of and I I believe if this statistic is correct, a lot of NFL linebackers their age, like around 50, some of them pass away because they're so overweight. They have high blood pressure, and when they retire from the NFL, they don't drop the weight and they don't get a kind of rain on mm. all on, on their systems because as a linebacker, you need to be heavy in order to, to do the tackles. So these guys are 325, 350, 400, 425. And, you know, in normal life, that's, that's not the weight you want to be. And right. so professional sports, you know, it takes a toll on yeah, you. Yeah, it's quite yeah. a um – and he dropped a lot of weight because he's not right. training like he used to. And very uh, smart right man. Very he's sp- healthy. Yeah, he's having. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still want him to come back. I, I don't no. know. He may. He didn't. He's not officially off the roster, is he? Did I heard that he? he well, I. I mean, he's left a little bit of a door open, but I don't think he's going to come back. You don't I, think I, so? I think, no, I think because I think he was in pain when he the daily grind, and he did it for. Yeah, you know, since he was a kid, but on the uh, yeah. NFL level for the last uh, yeah, I've met 10, I've 12 years. I, I've met NFL players. They get beat up. I mean, by the time they're forty, they're yeah. torn up. Yeah. NBA as well. These guys get really oh, they, beat they, up. They, you see some of these stories, these documentaries. Uh, yes, the old time players that they can't even move That's right. and can't get out of bed and exactly. It's, it's, it's very, very sad. Yeah. But on the note of the football players, one of the exercises that we do is the speed drill. So um, so, so you ever see the Patriots when they do the speed drill, when they tap the feet out? Yes. We actually do that in my classes. So I have the seniors hold the back of the chair, and they tap the feet out and in, and they drop the shoulders up and down. And so sometimes people walk past the class, and they're – and some of them really get into it. They really, they're moving their hips and they're, and so we do speed drills to activate what are called type two muscle fibers. Type two muscle fibers are responsible for fast, ballistic, explosive action. Wow. So when you watch the Patriots or whatever team you like, you're watching all fast twitch action on the gridiron. So we were just talking about marathoners, right? Marathoners, they're, Long endurance, those are type 1 fibers. So um, there was a study done of muscle fibers of Olympians. I I don't remember the year. But sprinters have a genetic preponderance of fast-twitch fibers. Distance runners have a preponderance of type 1 or slow-twitch fibers. So what that means is Mm. that you wouldn't see a marathon runner as a wide receiver. They just wouldn't be that quick. Does that have to do with body type or yes. just the way they train? Them? It's 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 genetics and their body type. Yes, it's, a large part is genetics. So so um, fascinating, right? So, but however, however, for the purposes of of the fall prevention program, we work on speed drills so that their brain remembers how to communicate quickly with their feet if they trip or stumble. And neural pathway attrition, which is when you kind of slow down, starts at age twenty four. 24. <laughs> you were telling, uh, yeah, you're, uh, by the way, shout it? out. I got a, we got a new director for me tonight. It's the first night, Nigel Taylor. Nigel. Doing a bang up job hey, in the booth. Nigel. <laughs> now he's, you told him that he's 24. I said, no, he said, wait a minute. He said it was four. I said, no, Nigel is 24. See? He said, uh oh. <laughs> Nigel, it's all downhill, buddy, from here. Yeah, but it's all, it's real, it's real, really fascinating. It's all science, you know? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Now, yeah. what about, uh, do, do, Folks in a wheelchair participate in this program or no? Yes, okay. they do. Now, there's a caveat. If you're in a wheelchair, generally the people can walk. 
they can walk. Okay. They just need the wheelchair for kind of backup. However, if someone is confined to a wheelchair, this would indicate, once again, there are issues that supersede. I got you. So uh-huh. if someone is confined to a wheelchair because of paralysis or they have like real, real, real neurological uh, issues or or, or physiological issues, they would not be eligible for this class. Okay. That would be a different type of, um, of uh, interaction or program for them. I think in the future I would, would like to develop a program for them as well, but it's a little tough. I'm trying to hit that sweet spot of people who are fairly good shape, could do a little bit better, yeah. and are not eligible for what's called assisted living, assisted living, because... Right. You need one-on-one for that. And this program is for a group. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay, now tell me, uh, you did the exercise TV show. Yes. Now, was that a completely different uh, workout? Y- yes, it was okay. beca- be- because it was it was kind of target, sort of everyone, and I give, you know, just right. exercises for the shoulders and arms. <clears throat> Excuse me. Working with seniors, um, you have to be aware of the – physiological changes that occur in an aging body. So that's why uh, this program is a bit different from what I did sure. here at MATV. And anyone who I, so and so this program, um, in my opinion, is more suited for physical therapists. So this is not a program that would be disseminated to just anyone who wanted to teach it. It's much more involved than that. Yes, in that. sounds like. Right, and so... For me, you would need a minimum of a physical therapist license in order for me to um, to um, to avail this uh, method uh, to um, to that person to instruct. Okay. Be- because because it's part of my job to keep people safe. So if let's say you have someone in the class and they're working out right, and their face blanches and they start sweating, you have to know the stages of shock. You have to know. When to step in to stop the person from exercising or to know that they're okay. A licensed physical therapist is going to have that educational background to be able to identify if someone is in distress or if they're not. There was one very nice young lady who had tried to take over my class for me. And she didn't know what she was doing. She she didn't have the proper breaks in there and all that. So it can be a little, it can be dangerous if the person instructing doesn't have a good undergirding. And you are trained. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And also, I have I have, I have a background. Um, I was pre-med, but I also um, I did bodybuilding for years. And I also have a number of doctors with whom I consult with. So um, there's a cardiologist that I know. I have my brother who is also a physician, and I'll say, "Okay, what do you think about?" It? And they'll say, "Okay, this is what this is how you approach this." So I'm constantly, constantly doing research on this demographic to keep this class safe, because it can very easily, you know, it doesn't take much. You know, you hear about people shoveling snow and having a heart attack. Sure. All the time, right? It's heart attacks, you know, out there when it's that wet, heavy. Right. Or you hear about people, you know, on a treadmill, they have a heart attack. There are reasons for that. And in the class, it's designed so that it's um, not not to get into too much um, detail about Mm -hmm. it, but the way it's structured, they get enough rest. And I watch for the physiological cue that they've come back to baseline. And a, and a licensed physical therapist or higher is going to be in tune with that. Someone who is not in tune is just going to keep pushing you and not see the signs that you're in distress. Oh, very dangerous, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you reach, uh, if any facilities are out, I mean, do you reach out to these places? And, and No, it's or? weird. You know, I don't even have business cards. People find me. They, I, I say, who is this? It's like, I heard about it. It's like, from, from whom? Word of mouth. They're like, I don't know. Someone just... <laughs> So That's I'm very you, lucky. Yeah. I actually have to turn down work. So, um, yeah, because I'm just I'm a little bit stretched out right now. And and I'm, I'm trying to be responsible and just but like, as I mentioned, it can be a bit stressful because I care so much. And and I'll be privy to because one person may, may have just had open heart surgery. Another person may have just lost their husband. Another person may have just had a cancer scare. So people tell me what's going on, and maybe I take it on too much. But 
as I mentioned, it's very different than teaching a group of 20-year-olds, much different. I mean, do you foresee this uh, as expanding for yourself and having other people learn yes. the method and teach the method? Yes, yes, and that is part of the reason why um, a, a clinical trial is indicated um, to to statistically determine if this data is if if this data is significant enough in order to warrant uh, dissemination of the program, and 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 once again, I'm going to have doctors and, and Mass General help me in this endeavor, so that we have a good, responsible program that we can uh, teach to licensed physical therapists, because whenever you have a family member that isn't doing well. It's not only that family member, it's everyone. Oh, my God, yeah. It stresses yeah. everyone. You know, your kids are stressed caretakers. out. Your caretakers. And a lot of times, caretakers get ill, too. Yeah, there's no like, question. Right, because cause you stop taking care of yourself, yeah. and you're so worried about someone. And so I try to be sensitive to all of that. And I've gotten to meet it's just so many wonderful. We know we talked about it prior to this broadcast. Met Holocaust survivors. Yeah. NASA scientists, authors, surgeons, captains of industry, all just just wonderful, wonderful people. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been quite an experience for you. It's 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 very humbling. Yeah. It's very humbling. Um one of the one of the people that has been a great influence is Dr. Tim Johnson. He's a former medical correspondent at ABC. He has been such such a mentor for me. Wow. And he's That's been very encouraging and you know, he's he's one of the few people when he talks to me I feel like I'm 10. <laughs> he has that presence. And Dr. Tim is just so wonderful. He's been so encouraging to me and I And you just, mentioned your brother's a physician. Yes, he's uh. a physician. He's a he's he's a psychiatrist. He specializes in in um in ch in in, uh, in children's psychology, in children's psychiatry. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And he's just also been very very supportive. He is a medical director. And I also have I have other doctor friends, um cardiologists and primary care physicians that also advise me as well. Wow. Yeah, it's so a lot. It's it's it gets can get pretty heavy and like I said, it's very humbling. And when you when you talk to someone who is one hundred plus years of age, they never lie. So they'll tell you. <laughs> they'll say They'll tell you like it is. They'll this... say, I don't like your jacket today. Oh yes. Or they'll say, Oh, you gained weight. Very honest. Uh, no filters. None. Yeah. None. They when you turn one hundred, you earn the right to say whatever you want, let me tell you. And they're very stubborn. They have a routine, and they stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, well. 100 is a lot. <laughs> it's quite a, a lot of living. It is. Years, you know? I know. And we have some years to go before we get there, hopefully. <laughs> well, I'm encouraged. I, I might yeah, start, you're, you're uh, a you know, sign up. <laughs> you're a youngster. You're a youngster. Okay, folks. Look, we're about halfway through the show. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we're having a good time, right, We Sharon? are. Uh, learning a lot. Um, yeah. If you, I'd like just to take a quick break and yes, yes. promote a concert, a fundraiser for the Bread of Life that's happening on October 30th, which I believe is a Wednesday. Yes, yes it's a Wednesday, Wednesday. the this day is, before Halloween. Yeah, if we can see this, this is very nice. Yeah, if we can blow that up. But, okay. Uh, it is called the, Bost, uh, the Boston Sangerfest Men's Chorus, along with uh, England City of Bath Male Choir, wow. are going to perform... At the First United Methodist Church in Melrose, Massachusetts, 645 Main Street. Tickets are $20. Um, you can go to breadoflifemalden.org uh, to find out more about it and their sponsorship opportunities, and it's going to be a great night. Actually, I think I mentioned to you, my guest last month was one of the members of the Sangerfest Course, which is also my dentist, Dr. Yes, Philip he pointed him out to Conti, me. He's right the there. singing dentist. Oh. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal voices. The sound that comes from uh, these folks is incredible. So it's going to be a great night for Bread of Life. Again, that's, uh, you know, and speaking of Halloween, did you bring a gift? You oh, we can, we can share these. Now you can have that, some. Share that. That's we bought some M&Ms. The mini size. <laughs> If it was family size, I could see I know, sharing. I know. I love Fun candy. Fun size. I love candy. 
And one of the, and one of the great things about teaching, like like you know, older seniors, they bring you lots of treats. So they bring oh, me chocolate, and I had people make me hold it, like you know, veal veal parm. And, <laughs> oh, oh, it's wonderful. They they bring me in the whole so thing. You're, you're eating well. Oh, they they spoil me. Oh, it's wonderful. It they they're they are so great to me. It is it's it's so much fun. I can't even tell you. But it's interesting. But just just getting back to bread of life. Sure. You know. One of the things with with like with teaching seniors, what I hear about, is how a lot of them struggle financially. Oh, absolutely. And I know how you mentioned how Bread of Life Fixed steps income. in to fill that gap. You know, so Bread of Life, Meals on Wheels are very important. And a lot of times, you know, we, like the seniors are kind of forgotten. We don't really talk about them, yeah. but a lot of them struggle. And when they get Social Security, Let's, so let's say they retired 30 years ago. They got $1,000 a month. Incrementally, they don't really keep up with, with the rate of inflation, so they're actually losing money. Yeah. You know, so it's a real struggle. You yeah. know? So I see that, too. I see, I see people who do very well, and I see others who don't do so well. And it makes a difference in how you age as well. Right. Having access, having the financial wherewithal to be able to get good dental care, optical care, mm. to be able to have so good true. food to eat, so true. a night, a good, nice, safe, uh, warm home to live in. All of that comes to the fore. Yeah. So I see, I see a little bit of everything. Absolutely. And if there are folks uh, struggling out there, please reach out to the Bread of Life. Food right. for the body, nurture for the soul, right. uh, nightly meals. Um, you can get groceries for the month. And, for uh, the month? I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of... Uh, just go to the website and find out all the, um, the things that Bread of Life offer. And they really stand in the gap when you need it. And um, great organization. Been on the board for quite a few years and I'm just curious who who actually donates to bread of life it's like how do you actually get food for bread of life do you have um, organizations uh, that yeah well we're the Boston uh, food bank is kind oh, of the mothership huge. yeah oh, that's and great. then I mean there's many many donations constantly all the time I mean I mean it's it's really so important I mean what's that saying it takes a village it's not just for children it's for everyone and when we're talking again you know before broadcast how most people are one paycheck away from being homeless. That's and right. that anyone, give, given a series of events, losing a job, a medical condition, you can be in dire financial straits. That's yeah. right. Um, as we said there, but for the grace of God. That's right. Go I. That's right. And, and, and part of staying in shape as you get older helps you to save money. That's something that isn't stressed as well. Because when you can take care of yourself, you don't need to pay for um, external help to come in. You're more self-reliant, and you spend less on medications. All of that kind of works ah, its way in. So there are corollary effects of staying in shape. And real quick, just to give your audience a freebie, there are three components to having um, for, for, for fall prevention. The first one, of course, is strength. The second one is flexibility, which you can do stretches, yoga. The third is neurological priming. So you'll see neurological priming. Like, say, who's your favorite athlete? Let me ask you. Do you have a favorite athlete? Well, my all-time is actually Muhammad Ali. Okay, Muhammad Ali. So when you would see Muhammad Ali in his training films, right? Mm -hmm. You see him do the speed bag, sparring. All of that is neurological training. When, when he's with a sparring partner and the sparring partner is, you know, that hit, well, hitting him and yeah. he's dodging, bobbing that's all neurological training for, for when he was in the ring. He was able to move quickly out of the way. So, and Muhammad Ali was, I think, I forget the exact quote, but they would say, you know, how many reps or sets do you do? And he would say, I only start counting when I start to feel it. When it yeah, how many sit-ups do you do? We right. only start counting when it starts to hurt. Which is yeah. exactly dead on. Yeah. And he was a champion not only That's when in I the stop, ring. when it right. starts to hurt. <laughs> And that's and that's what makes a champion to be able to push yourself through. But and and the other component that made Muhammad Ali great was his neurological conditioning uh, emotionally. The ability to push through when you want to give up can be trained, and that can be elicited by a good coach. So when you look at all great athletes, you can even extrapolate that to great entertainers. They've usually had very, very tough coaches and or parents. When you look at someone like Judy Garland, 
Muhammad Ali, mm. his trainers, right? They're tough. They're tough because a great champion needs to be able to push through when they're knocked down or they feel like falling down, if that makes any sense. It does. It reminds me of uh, an athlete, but he, I guess he is an athlete, but an actor in that is body, Sylvester Stallone. Yes. I just saw Rambo yes. 5 yes. or Last Blood or whatever it was, right. and he's, he's just in this incredible shape. Yes, and and so, but I actually saw him one time. He's he's my size. Yeah, and he's I, I he's think about five he, six, he five seven. Is he seventy one or in his? He's 70, about 70, seventy five around is there. Is he? Yeah, incredible. I think so. Right, and and that again is is neurological um, conditioning um, because it's because once again. It's easy to give up. So how does this extrapolate to fall prevention? Yeah. One of the things that, that I teach my classes is that let's say you're by yourself and you fall at the bottom, you fall to the bottom of your basement stairs, right? You're hurt, you're upset. What's going to get you to say, how do I get myself out of it as opposed to just lying there? That's where that emotional neurological training comes in. And what I do in all of my classes Part of what I do in addition to the exercises is that I posit scenarios. I say, okay, what do you do? You just fell down your basement stairs. Walk me through it. Talk me. I'll pick someone. Talk me through it. What are you going to do? Or what I'll do is I'll lie down on the floor. I say, okay, I just fell at the bottom of my basement stairs. Tell me what to do next. Walk me through it. And that's what, so that neurologically they're going through what they would do if they were by themselves. And they'll say, okay. So, so what I tell them is first you breathe, then you do a tactile search to make sure you're not uh, injured. You can't depend on your pain receptors because they can shut off. Mm -hmm. Generally, the more traumatic the injury, the less you'll feel it. Okay? Yeah. There's something called uh, nosy scepters, whereas let's say I were to stab, I'm not going to stab, if I stabbed you, chances are if it were really, you wouldn't feel it until a few hours later. So that's why you have to do a tactile search, and then I'll have them talk me through it. And then, then I'll say, okay, what else do I do? Okay, you're going to start to try to crawl up the stairs. And I say, do I do it all at once? They say, no, you're going to take two stairs at a time and rest. I say, right. So what I do is I kind of not only physiologically take them through the drills, I emotionally take them through how would you feel if you were by yourself and you fell out of bed and there was no one there and you think you may have broken your leg. Oh, my goodness. Tell me what you do. Tell, tell me what you're going to do. Now, uh, perhaps counterintuitively, you think, oh, that's frightening them. No, it's empowering them. Because I want them to not panic if something does happen. Right. And to be able to think their way out of it. So that's that rehearsal. That, yes. Right? Of, yes. Wow. Right. Fascinating. And the other thing that I teach them is that you have about 20 seconds to get yourself away from a dangerous situation. So let's say... There was a fire, God forbid, there was a fire. And you had to run. You've got about 20 seconds. The average person has about, you, know, you would have because you'd run. The average person has about 20 seconds before they'll need to stop and take a breath. 20 seconds for the average person may get you the length of a football field, maybe. So what does this tell you? This piece of information tells you to choose point B carefully. If you need to run away from a situation, you don't waste time, you don't waste energy running around the circle. Say, we've got to get behind that building. You've got an exit plan. You... Right. And you, and you conserve your energy and you're efficient. You will actually see, this is analogous, have you ever seen a movie about bank robberies, right? And you'll see the guy say, three minutes, go. Same kind of idea. You have a certain amount of time to get the job done. You've got a certain amount of time. In the case of escaping, a fire, or anything like that, you've got about 20, 20 seconds of running in you. Maybe. Wow. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Yeah. And this is just based on science. Yeah. And I give them, and they love it. I used to think, oh, God, they don't like these. They're like, more no, tips. I know. It's so more interesting. Tips. I know. I'm learning so much tonight. Yes. It's, it's really all science. It's amazing. Now, listen, with your schedule, yes. and you're very busy. You said you're exhausted oh, tonight. You're exhausted every day. I'm exhausted now. You're a former bodybuilder. Yes. You've done exercise program. You have this program. I Do still you, work out, too. I was going to say, <laughs> what is your routine? Obviously, you keep yourself physically fit. Uh, 
Well, well, the thing is, you know, I teach classes and I and I tell you, and then I have to do my work. So when I leave here, I'm going to the gym. So, really? <laughs> yes. Which is the complete opposite of what I'm doing. Are <laughs> you going out I'm, for pizza? I right? am going on. Well, Doritos is. I hear in you. My future, maybe. But it's but but it's amazing. Um, but 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 I realize that it's important to stay in shape and yeah. and also. When you stay physically fit, here's another interesting aspect of it. People treat you a little bit better. So, so, so I, um, I reference. You remember the Carol Burnett show? Nigel yeah, does. Yeah, it's, 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 it's on every night. I pretty much see it right. every night on right. MeTV. So yeah. there's a character Tim Conway used Love to him. portray. So you know when he would portray the old man, he'd kind of walk shuffling. Yes. Right, right. Classic. Right. So when you see. Like uh, that character, he is affecting an older individual. When you see someone in real life walking that way, you kind of attribute certain characteristics. Now, that person may be a Nobel laureate, maybe a Pulitzer Prize one, but all you see in front of you is someone shuffling along. Now, let's say that person is 75 years old. Now, let's switch. We just talked about Sylvester Stallone. Now you see Sylvester Stallone walk into the room. He's 75 around there. He's going to get treated a little bit differently. You know, I remember um, I competed at the Arnold Classic a few times. Didn't win, so I wasn't able to meet the governor. But when Arnold Schwarzenegger walked in, let me tell you, you knew it. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would think so. And he, yeah. you, know, he really, you know, he really talks that way. He has that accent. It's really funny. But anyway, but he's also in his 70s. Mm-hmm. But because of his presence, he's... And, and even if he wasn't the governor, he has a presence about him. And so extrapolating that to seniors, when you stay in pretty good shape mm-hmm. and you walk tall with your shoulders back, you get treated a little bit better. Doctors maybe will go out of their way for you a little bit more because they see that you are proactive in your care. So exercising is multifactorial. It's not just about staying in shape. It's about feeling good about yourself. It's about it's about affecting how you present yourself to the world, and and you know it it all works together. It really is something. It's fascinating stuff. It is, and it's based on science, you know, and psychology. It's completely over my head. Ah! No, it's not. <laughs> uh, so you're doing all this wonderful work. Yes. We haven't even mentioned because you're still very active down at, at Mall Access Television. I am. And we are in a hot political oh, time it's of hot. year. Oh, it's right? very hot. Oh, indeed. With the mayoral indeed. race yes. and uh, councilor, city ward council races and yes. school and committee and whatnot. Yes, it's a, it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty hot topic here in Malden. Yes, and uh, next week, I believe the 25th. Yes. Or roughly nine days, whatever right. it is, you are moderating the next mayoral debate. Is that correct? Yes. So wow. it'll be I'll be moderating that between, of course, our mayor Gary Christensen and Councilman John Matheson. Yes. They're going head to head to be your wow. next mayor. It should be a lot of fun. And you know, it's really. It's Where's really, that going to be? It's is going it? to be at the Markey Senior Center, okay, right across Mar- the street. Right, yeah. named after Senator Markey, who's from Malden. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, but it's really great to see the political process. And let me tell you, it's, it can get pretty, you know, pretty heated at those city council meetings. But it's good to see because you learn how the how the plot, how the political process works. It's how they're how how when people uh, go before the planning board when yes. they want to build something new or you the know whole process yeah mm-hmm. or even when um when when Steve Wynn had to go before the gaming commission in Everett to see that process you know it's you know it's it's really a skill set to be able to get into that and also to be a politician is pretty I don't know if I have the stomach for it it's pretty hard <laughs> yeah oh I take my hat emotionally. off emotionally all those folks that that put themselves out there and do that because you know you really uh get scrutinized and you do, uh, you do. so and you have a lot of people that you're um, responsible for you absolutely know, that you're respond- your constituents yeah. yeah god bless them throwing their hat in the ring and 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 for, for you though you're showing a, a another great skill set in yeah. moderating this uh Event. I'm a now, little you, nervous. Now, are you preparing? I know you're nervous. Well, I tell you, MATV is going to help me out with the questions. So, so the way they're going to format this uh, this debate. Don't take any be, guff. No, know? I'm not. Time's it's going to be a little different. Hey, <laughs> yeah. you. 
I know Guillermo right? would cut their mic off, but uh, he's like, "You're done." <laughs> but um, but the way the way they're going to do this one, they're going to take um, questions from the audience. Okay. And they're going to ask the like different candidates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think they're going to actually go into the audience, but they're going to sort of call the questions from the audience and posit them to the candidates and get their response. Because Malden is up and coming with all the development, sure. a lot of issues. Well, a lot regarding. of issues going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. A some lot good of it. good uh, good mm-hmm. debates going on. The last one was yeah. pretty uh, interesting. So there was it was. And of course, so this is the twenty fifth. And yes, I think it's the last one before the, the election. Voting. Yeah, the election is November fifth, right? Yeah. 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 So, so that's it'll be interesting wow, to see. I know. I can't believe it. Can Incredible. you believe it? Incredible. No. It's. So I, that's awesome that you're doing is. that. I know. I'm yeah. trying. I might just go to see you there. Oh I mean, no. Care about, <laughs> care about the debate. It is. I know. Um, tell me about Neighborhood View. Another thing you're you're involved with. Oh, so so I know. I'm doing so. So at Neighborhood View, what we're what we're looking to do, um, hopefully, is to include um, a portion whereas we have. Um, a, like like a not only high ranking, but a well known uh, celebrity or figure uh, where they can impart advice to the children of Malden. Mm. We're looking to do that. So 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 we're trying to get uh, maybe Time, uh, New York Times best selling authors, scientists, different fields, sure, and to just ask them questions. Try to get questions from the kids and have them answer oh, them. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that maybe, like say you have a great scientist, maybe there's a seven or eight-year-old or a high schooler who, who's thinking about becoming an astrophysicist, but they don't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we interview people, these well-known people from different fields, maybe they can inspire our, our Maldonian children to you know, pursue their dreams. Now, is that is that off the ground yet, or is that you're well, talking it's, about it? It's you're... still we're still getting it together, but yeah. but, it, but it looks like it's going to be a go. I'm going to make sure because it's important to inspire children. Oh, wonderful! It's yeah. important for children to know that all things are possible, and to and, and that it's not going to be easy. But with hard work, all things are possible. You know, with a lot lot of hard work, all things are possible. That's great. Yeah. You have a fascinating, interesting life. I don't know. You know I, I, wa- I watch a lot of YouTube. I don't it's know. That's <laughs> how I cool part. down. Yeah. YouTube is fun. <laughs> Late night YouTube. Oh, it's so much fun. I know, but you can do a lot of research in your work as well, right? I do. Yeah. I constantly, I have flashcards. I have my uh, my flashcards for different parts of the body, muscle complexes. Constantly doing research. There, there's a there's a tremendous uh, uh, vector to the physiology of aging. It really is amazing, and I teach that in my classes. So, for example, when it's cold outside, this affects reflex time. So, what does that mean? If you're a senior and it's cold outside, you don't try to move quickly. You slow down your movements because if you try to rush. You will you you're more prone to fall or fail when it's warmer outside, and they've done studies on this. Um, your movements are more fluid. I mean, it's it at, at at first blush it seems to of course that makes sense, mm. but on a deeper neurological level, when it's extremely cold, you must slow down to keep yourself safe. Rushing is where you run into a lot of problems, and I talk about this. Wow. Right, and so I base once again the class on hard-boiled research. So that way I'm not just giving out extraneous information. And that's why I refer back to doctors. I say, am I saying this right? Yes. Am I saying you, this yeah, right? Yeah, you, you want to be accurate. Right. Right? Right. And, uh, it's very important to have, to have a, because, and all of that helps to empower one and to feel better about themselves. Well, I just think it, it must be, it adds so much more than just, your, you know, not to take anything away from people who go in and help people exercise. It's right. all good. But just it's so interesting. And as you say, empower them with information Yes. on, you know, how to make themselves better or what, right. whatever aspect that may be. But Right. And that is part of the teaching template. It is not just the exercises. It is the educational component as well. That must be a part of it. And they're learning. Yes. You can learn. At yes. 80, 90, right. 100. Right. And so and so when I say, okay, I want you to do 55 knee raises, they know why they're doing it. 
And when you know why you're doing it, you're more apt to do it. So if I just said, okay, you're gonna do, you're going to do 500 push-ups, you're like, get out of here, why? If you knew why and you knew how it could help you, yeah. you would be more apt to try. So that's why uh, transparency of the program. So, so what I tell the participants is I want them to understand the exercise they're executing, primary and secondary muscle complexes that are engaged, that is what muscle groups you're using, and a practical example of how those muscles are used. So I'll say, okay, the knee raise, and then I'll give an example like, you know how you're in a plane and you need to use the lavatory and the guy next to you won't, won't move his feet and you have to step over him? You're using your hip flexors and your adductor magnus to step over him. And they say, <laughs> oh, so I didn't know that. Is that what that. that is? Yeah, they're like, oh, it, I say so. And That's so, cool. Right, and so they, so they kind of, there's like, oh, like connect, yes. It relates. The connection. Yes. So, and so That's I give good. examples of how the muscle groups are used. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. When's your next class? Tomorrow morning. Uh, I better get some sleep, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to work out. I know. I just, I, don't know. I just show up at the gym and drink a little coffee and try to get through the workout. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so a lot going on. Look at Sharon. We're 55 minutes Holy in. Holy schmoly. We that? did it. Oh, my God. Do it yet. I know, but I love hearing about left. Bread of Life, though. So important. Yes, yes. Let me plug that again. October yes. 30th, Boston Sangerfest Men's Chorus and the England City of Bath Male Choir putting on a fundraiser for the Bread of Life to benefit the Bread of Life Yes. Um, at the First United Methodist Church in Melrose. That's Wednesday, October 30th. Tickets are $20. Go to the website, uh, learn all about it. There's sponsorship yeah. opportunities as well, breadoflifemalden.org. Check it out. It's going to be a fun night. I'm going. I'm, I'm, you know, it's not my music, right. but, I, you know, I have so much appreciation right. for, and, and we played a clip of when I was researching when he was coming on, you know, I went on and listened to their yeah. stuff, and it's just, it's and, really incredible. And I wanted to ask you, so, if, so, so can anyone... Um, like just volunteer or is there a vetting process for that like do do you have people that just come in and want to help bread of, bread life? of life all the time really yeah yeah you can go in there's actually a, a volunteer application i think it's one page that's on the website that's you can wonderful. download you can just uh i might do that uh, that's wonderful yeah are you going to have a thanksgiving dinner do absolutely really nobody yes is that's, it, is that's it all day one. or is it just like is it just one it's malden high school um really? it's so yeah it's one one sitting so usually like twelve to two, but the volunteer, I mean, they start the day before. Do they really? Um, it's a it's an incredible event, as well as uh, the Christmas dinner. That's is, great. It's big and Easter dinner as well. How many how many people do you usually have come out for Thanksgiving? Hundreds. Do you? Yes, really? and then and then there's deliveries. There's motel deliveries. There's that is wonderful. Um, yeah. And I'm curious, are there a lot of families who come to this? Absolutely. That's that's yeah. the one thing um, yeah. that I think is just amazing. You know, you're you're helping people, as you mentioned, like we and when we talked before the broadcast, you're helping people to fill that gap. People who really need help, they just need a little bit of a leg up. You know, you should join our board. I think uh, you know what I you might just come go sit on, on our board. Meeting. I would love to. It's because I love this idea of giving back. Because I tell you, the the best joy you get is from giving back to others. That forget. All the all the other stuff that that you've heard, giving to others and it the joy is immeasurable, immeasurable when you help others and try to give back a little. Well, that's what you're doing, and I'm we're down. And you, you, Sharon, uh, you are. You're giving back, and you're Thanks. and you you've got a passion about this. I love it. I love to see it. You can you can hear it in your voice. I you love can to see it in your work. Yeah, and you really want to help. I do. These folks, and you can see that, and you're doing, uh, it's wonderful, it's inspiring. And I meet great people. They're wonderful. So many people. Yeah. And yeah. your life is enriched, right? Yes. By and, um, the whole experience. And they give the best advice about everything, I tell uh -oh. you. Anything you want to know, just ask a 100-year-old. They'll tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> That's true. They, 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 they don't hold back. No, they don't. Sharon, it was my great pleasure to have you on. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Okay. It's very inspiring work. Um, and come check Sharon out. And, 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 and actually, she'll be moderating the debate on October 25th over at the Marquee Senior Center yep. right across the street here in Malden. So 
Uh, that's going to be a big deal, too. Sharon, It'll thank you for coming. Thank you so much. It's thank been my you. pleasure. Thank you. Uh, folks, that'll do it. Hope you enjoyed the show. I'll leave you with a quote, as I usually do. And this is from Honest Abe. Speaking of Honest, our 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, said, And in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. And Sharon's uh, teaching us all about that. Good night, Malden. God bless. See you next month. Bye.